Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have an interesting guy, a young brother from London, let's say, and he's a, a trader. He's, um, I'll let you, I'll let him explain his technical term because you know me, I'm terrible at these introductions, but he seems very conscious, very aware, and he's gonna hopefully tell us how he got into the industry, what motivates him, and uh, what a typical day is like for him. So, welcome, Dado. Thank you, Simon, for having me. Okay, that's great. All right, so, uh, so how do you start this off? So, how, how did you get, what, how did you get into the industry? Of trading? Yep. Mine's an interesting story. Um, so, <clears throat> 2016, um, I got sentenced to seven years in prison. Okay. So I did, in the UK, you do half of that, three and a half years. So I did three and a half years, and um, about two years in, I met a guy in the prison, a white guy, older guy. And this white guy was constantly trying to talk to me on, this, on the spur, like on the landing. And I kept ignoring him because at that moment in time, after being shipped around prison to prison, I'd been sent all the way up to um, Lancashire. So I was there was only like three black people there and the rest were, were, were obviously white, etc. So I wasn't really, um, <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable in getting into communication with him. Um, but you know what? One day there was a confrontation on the wing and um, I think he'd, um, he'd bought something or tried to do a deal with some guys and basically they, they tried to um, pressure him and tried to bully him in a sense. And so I stepped in because I don't really like bullying. I could be a bully, but I don't, I don't do it. So I don't like when I see bullying. So I stepped in and I told the people basically that, look, whatever's happened is mine. So give it back sort of thing. Cut a long story short, they done that. So he got his stuff back and um, he turned around to me on a one away and was like, you know, thanks for that, mate. Um, I'd love to reward you sort of thing. And so obviously we were all in prison, so we're in there for crime. And so presumably he was talking about setting me up with some of his people on the out or so. But I told him, I said, no, do you know what? Um, don't worry about that. You know, it was just a kind gesture. And besides, I'm out of that business anyway. At the time I was doing property sourcing and I told him that and I was like, you know what? Um, anything to do with like the road stuff, the street stuff, the criminal stuff, I said, I'm done with it. But as we're talking and walking, we walked past his cell. And in his cell, he had the charts. I don't know if you know what charts are. Like price charts, you know, when you see like a stock chart. Okay. Like what you might see on the news or newspaper, the line graphs, etc. So we had these up on his wall and I'd known about it because um, about a year or so before that, I was contemplating of getting involved in it, but anyway, I didn't. So when I saw them in his wall, I said, you know what, you want to do me a failure? I said, all right, well, what do you know about these charts? He said, what, these? I said, yeah. He goes, um, yeah, this is what I do, you know, um, um, it's incredible stuff. I said, all right, well, teach me about that. He goes, no problem. Took it from there. And um, for about a month, you know, he gave me books, etc., and ran me through what he knew and all of that. And then what happened was, <laughs> this is funny. I remember saying to him, look, you know what, I'm really interested in this, but I'm busy at the moment because I'm doing my property sourcing stuff. My missus on the out, who was waiting for me. 
And I was like, do you know what? As much as I want to get into it, I just can't see this happening. Like, it looks like I need to put a lot of time and energy, in, which I'm not afraid of hard work, but I just don't want to compromise what I'm doing at the moment. And I said, do you know what? Entice me, you know? Show me something that could that would make me want to do this. He's, a, he's like, all right, no problem. And so... Um, well, show you a picture of his house or something? No, no, even better. Um, so because we was in it by then, I was probably about a year up to my release. So we was in an open prison, which meant we get to work outside or go to college or etc. and come home for like um, a few days, home release, get used to the community, etc. So he brought his phone back in and he said, all right, here's what we're going to do, Don. Um, we're going to place a trade and we're going to go for lunch and come back and see, see how we did. I was like, yeah, all right, let's do this. So he placed a trade. And so we went for lunch about an hour, came back and I'm like, yeah, how's our trades, mate? And he's opened his trades. He's like, right, we're in profits. I said, right, uh-huh. so what does that mean? He goes, uh, let's have a look. He goes, yep, yeah, we're up. And he showed it to me. I, I couldn't understand. I said, what's this? He goes, we're up 27 and a half grand. I was like, what <laughs> did you say? For lunchtime, you know. Lunchtime. He's like, we're up 27 and a half grand. I said, you're full of shit, but he's an old guy. So I'm thinking his eyes ain't working. So I'm saying, no, 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 mate. I'm saying, how? I'm saying, you sure that's not 27 pounds or 2,700? He's like, no, 27 and a half thousand. I'm saying, right, all right, well then how much did you invest? To get 27 and a half thousand pound, how much did you invest? He says 75 pound. I was like, no, 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 this guy's off key. I was, I'm, I'm like to him, mate, you sure your eyes are working, yeah? I'm like, you sure that's not 750 pound or 7,500 pound? He's like, no. He gives me the phone, he's like, look for yourself. And he's right, it's 75 pound that you placed on the trade and 27 and a half thousand pound that you close the trade in profit. This is all in the space of one hour. At that moment there, I was like, fuck this. This is my new favorite business opportunity. <laughs> I'm, I don't care. You ain't making that money on what? the street. I never ever knew there was such a business. I thought, prop, you know, I was in profit at the time. I thought, right, you know, I've got the secret. I'm going to be rich forever once I get the hang of this. I was like, no, 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 nothing could compare to it. In one hour, 30 grand almost, I was like, right. And so then I took it from there. About a month after that, um, I ended up moving prisons to another prison. And I continued from there. Cut a long story short, I honed my craft while I was inside. Um, when I got to the other prison, again, you got an opportunity to go work outside, work, go to college and study, or self-source your own work. Like if you know, knew someone who had a business and you could go there, etc. they did all the checks and you passed. And so I told them at this stage, listen, um, I'm not interested in any of these. They're like, why is that? I said, because for three weeks now, sorry, for three years now, I've been I'm working on my own business plan and I'm not gonna do anything miscellaneous to that just because. So unless you've got something to allow me to continue with my business plan or for people who wanna go into self-employment, then you know what? just send me to the library or keep me in my cell or whatever just don't disturb me let me crack on came back to me in a month later and it's funny because in that whole prison system that prison itself for the whole entire time it's been open it's never had an opportunity for people to go outside to work on a self-employment basis in terms of yes, basically right, starting up your you business system, yeah and so but they did that for me you know like i pressed i pressed and i was the first person to basically kick the door open and so they did they opened um, there was a place called making it out big up to making it out you know I always say i'm always going to go back to them and send all credit to them lucy and mark love those guys got to go there three days a week um had our own office space in the studio and you know got busy got cracking i was with another guy who's working on kids books my friend simon um and so this was all up and stayed there for about nine months you know got released about when may first of may so i've been out about six months now and um yeah came out i've been cracking on ever since 
Um, and yeah, that's how I got into the industry, man. Big explanation, but I thought, you know what? Let me give me the backstory. Okay. Yeah. So the moral of that story is don't be a bully and you don't know who you're protecting when you're, <laughs> when you're stepping into something. True. Obviously, you didn't do it with um, anything in mind no. to gain. You just mm. saw wrong was wrong as right is right. Respect. Yeah. Are you still in contact with the old guy then? No, that's the sad part about it. I'm not. I need to go and find him somehow. Yeah. But he was all the way from I don't know Liverpool, and I'm all the way from London. You know, so, we got split up. I you don't know, know his name. I know his name. Yeah, I've yeah, got to find him. Just find someone to email him or whatever. Assuming unless he's doing life. Surely. Surely what? Unless he's doing life. Oh no, he's not. He's not. He's so, not. Yeah, he did give me a friend's number to contact, but that number hasn't been working for at least yeah, a year you now. You need to find him. I'd love to find him. You know why? Because there's something in that. Yeah. And you may think you know, but there's probably a lot more he can show you. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And I, I suppose, I reckon he'll be so surprised as to how far I've taken it and how much I've come. Like, I'm the type yeah, of person, yeah. if yeah, I want something, I go for it. Yeah, all yeah. the way. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be able to show him, like, look, mate, bang, 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 I've done this, this is where I'm going, starting the fun, gonna, gonna launch the hedge fund after this, blah, 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 these are my risk to rewards ratio, this is the way I analyze shot. He'd be like, what? He'd be blown away. He'd be blown away. And you know what? There's different things. You could set up a scheme that where you teach other men them things, if you want to. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Funded by the government or funded by whatever people. Yeah, I wouldn't go by the funded. Um, by the government route. Well, whether you do it however you want privately. to privately well you know what that's it that's funny you said that because um i did i started a coaching program where um i would teach people how to trade either people who wanted to get into trading or struggling traders um i also did like a signal service you know people who wanted to trade didn't have enough money but wanted to latch onto my winning signals etc i tapped into those but it just wasn't sitting with me right i thought you know what it's still early days i could get back to this at any moment in time and you know what, I really want to just focus on something different right now. So I kind of put it on ice, helped a few people, put it on ice. I'll get back to that probably in about three to six months time. But at the moment, I'm really, really much more focused on um, setting up my managed account. Because my whole idea was, and this is the part I missed out. Anytime I get into something, me personally, because I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say or embarrassed to say that I'm extremely financially motivated. And the reason for that is it's not because of materialistic things, but it's because I understand the concept of generational wealth. And I understand that um, wealth is something that everybody should acquire and, as a matter of fact, is entitled to. I also understand that being black myself, African, from Ghana, etc., I've seen my family and my parents work super hard for peanuts. And it's about time that stopped. We're not stupid. You know, like, knowledge is power, but to be fair, applied knowledge is power. And I've realised that, you know what? I am competent enough, plus I'm a high believer. I don't claim any religion anymore, but I'm a strong believer. I pray every single day now, and I believe I'm competent enough. I don't need any permission or anybody's um, approval in order for me to go out and make a change. So before I make a change into the world itself, my first goal is to make a change in my, in my family tree and my generation that follow after me. And there should be no more poverty from us, from me going forward. So anyway, so because of that, Anything I get into, I always try and take it to the maximum. And so when I first got into trading, initially, it was trading as an individual trader. Then I was like, how far does this go? Then I realized you can start a prop firm, which means I would have my strategy bring, say, for instance, 10 people on board into my office and they would all trade my strategy. 
Then I realized you could take it one step further, which was a hedge fund, which was where you trade clients' capital, um, where uh, where and you charge a twenty percent management, f- sorry, twenty percent f- performance fee, meaning you take twenty percent on the profits and a two percent management fee, whether you make any profits or not. And then I thought, what's is there anything about this? And then there was there was an investment bank, and I was like, right, okay, so maybe the investment bank right now is a bit out of my reach. You know, maybe you had about five seven years experience. I see where I can take that. Um, Preferably back home, forget building here. Now I know what I know. But I was like, I want to go all the way up to a hedge fund. That's where the real money is. That's where I can accumulate real wealth. And that's where I can take this to where it needs to be. No point in staying on level one if I know I can get to level five. And so in my plans, on my papers, everything has to do with hedge fund, hedge fund, hedge fund, hedge fund, hedge fund. And so when I came out, I started trading for myself. But I'm a type of person who's, I'm, I'm, I'm very talented and my talent is business. And so I'm, I can be like a magpie at times, and you know anything that I see, I can, yeah, I can anything I see that like I can make something of, I try and tap into it. But then I realised for me that's a hindrance because I can see things all day. Like I can see you doing this podcast thing, and already I've got I've had ideas. I'm like, well, I can see where you could take this, I can see where it could be, but I've learned to control that with myself. So the point I'm making is that when I first came out, although hedge fund was in was the pri- pr- proprietary plan. I started tapping into other things, e-commerce, marketing, coaching program and stuff. And then, you know, at a time I had, I was in my element and I had a reflection more, went back through my papers and I was like, what are you doing, Donald? You know, you're supposed to be launching this fund. And so it's funny how life, you know, you go through so many hoops only to realize you don't need to go through those hoops. You didn't have to do it that way, etc. And that's what's happened to me. And so about a month ago, I got hit in the face again with the realization that hold on a second, go back to your fund. You can do it now. You've got all the knowledge, all the resources, the experience, the profits, the proof, etc. And so here I am launching my managed fund, which is I'll call it a mini version of my hedge fund. And so you know now I just feel I feel so so superior and content with myself that everything I've been saying I'm going to do for three years now I'm actually here doing it. As my friend would say, living my dream. I go to my office every day. I don't. I wear certain clothes. I walk different, talk different. You know, I'm, 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 I'm the super me, <laughs> almost, almost, no, almost. A, see, you know what? It's a, see, I, would, I was, when you say Ghana, yeah. looking at you, I swear to God, you can't be. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get that no, a lot. Swear, even your hair texture doesn't I say know. Ghana. I don't know. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> but still, but it's all good because we all come from the west, west coast originally. Yeah, for us here anyway. That's listen. That's a great interview. Thank you, Simon. Great, and I wish you luck. Thank you. And um, guys, you know that's a story there for you. There's a moral. There's a thing. Don't whether you've done time, whatever, you can still be what you want and more. Sure. Yeah. We hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.